Good afternoon. You're listening to KFSK News for Friday, November 3rd. I'm Hannah Floor. Alaska's Trust Land Office is planning to sell dozens of parcels of waterfront property on Petersburg's Mikoff Island in the next couple of years. It's part of a larger statewide effort to sell land to pay for mental health services throughout Alaska. KFSK reports. The purpose of the Alaska Mental Health Trust Authority is to improve the lives of Alaskans with mental health issues. It sells its land to make money for advocacy and grant making. Allison Biostock is a spokesperson for the Trust Land Office, which is contracted to manage the land. Beneficiaries of the trust include any Alaskan who experiences a mental illness, a substance use disorder, a traumatic brain injury, an intellectual or developmental disability, one piece of trust property on Mitkoff Island is at Blind River Rapids. It's already up for sale with the trust fall land sale auction. It's a popular recreation site, 14 miles south of town, where residents and visitors fish for king and coho salmon. Other sites chosen for future sale include more waterfront parcels at Blind River Rapids, as well as at the mouth of Blind Slough and north towards Papke's Landing. The state requires the land office to notify the public any time it plans to sell land. Deputy Director Jeff Green says part of the reason for public notice is to allow for public comment. And that public notice is put on our website. It's sent to the local newspaper, put up on the state's public notice website. It's sent to the local government, if there is one. And it's sent to the regional native corporation. The Trust Land Office published a public notice for many land sales throughout the state in the Petersburg Pilot Weekly Newspaper on October 13th of 2022. The Land Office intends to sell the majority of those by 2025. It stated that a public comment period was open for 30 days. The notice was general in nature and outlined an intent to sell, quote, a number of trust parcels through the Trust Land Office's statewide land sale programs, unquote. It went on to list communities close to the land chosen for sale, which included Petersburg, Big Lake, Wasilla, and others. It noted that the descriptions of the parcels could be found in the written best interest decision, but there was no link or direction to that decision on the public notice. Green said in an email that the trust did not receive any public comments on their intent to sell the Mitkoff Island parcels. The public notice states that the executive director will consider comments that question whether the sale is in, quote, the best interests of the Alaska Mental Health Trust and its beneficiaries, unquote. Green says the trust only accepts public comment that relate to the best interests of the trust. In other words, making money for the benefit of those with mental health issues. Several of the selected parcels of waterfront land on McCuff Island are along popular sport fishing areas at Blind River Rapids, and the mouth of Blind Slough. Green says the land sales will not affect fishing in those areas. You know, the, they'll still have access to the fishing. The trust only owns the uplands. Everything below the mean high tide line is owned and managed by the State of Alaska Division of Mining, Land, and Water. And that access will remain as it has always been. Most people access Blind River Rapids by foot along the tide line. Mean high water, or high tide, is 14.7 feet. Anything above that point would be private property once the sales are complete. In Petersburg, I'm Hannah Floor. The Petersburg Borough Assembly will discuss and vote on two action items related to the parcel of land currently for sale at Blind River Rapids during Monday's regularly scheduled Borough Assembly meeting at noon. Wrangell's Assembly has approved a $19.5 million contract for a new drinking 
water treatment plant for the community. As Sage Smiley reports, borough officials say the new plant will solve issues with water production and treatment that have plagued the old plant for years. Wrangell's gravity-fed water treatment plant sits on a hill about a mile outside of town. And since it came online in 1999, the plant has been plagued by problems. This has been a, a long time coming, and hopefully our community will have clear, good water. That's Wrangell Mayor Patty Gilbert. On October 11th, Wrangell's Assembly took a major step toward addressing the issues at the water plant, approving a $19.5 million contract with Sitka-based MCG constructors to break ground on a new water treatment plant that's been years in the making. One issue the new plant will address is the amount of organic material in Wrangell's source water. The current water plant cleans water by filtering it through sand and gets easily clogged. It's not the right kind of plant for the organic heavy wrangle water. It means water operators have to add chemicals at the end of the treatment process to meet state water quality standards. But the chemicals react with the organics in the water and create cancer-causing long-term carcinogens called trihalomethanes and haloacetic acids. The slow sand filtration plant also strains to keep up with peak water demand. Bafflingly, some parts of the plant seem to have been built backwards. Today, no one knows why the plant was built the way it was. The lead engineer on the project passed away in 2019, and borough officials have long stated there's a lack of comprehensive records on the plant's process. The new water treatment plant will be run on what's called a dissolved air flotation system, or DAF system. It works by using a chemical reaction to make organic matter in the water clump together. Little bubbles of air are streamed through the water, floating the balled-up gunk to the top where it's skimmed off. One of Wrangell's huge hurdles in making a new water treatment plant a reality was finding funding. In 2018, when Wrangell's assembly first approved a plan for a DAF plant, the estimated cost was $9 million. But skyrocketing costs and inflation since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic more than doubled the cost. The engineering for the project alone cost almost $1.5 million. And for the public, the total project funding that we are securing as of tonight is $23,362,366. Mayor Gilbert commended the work of borough staff on finding the funding to make the much-needed project happen. There's, what, 10 different sources of money cobbled together. It, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. The funding comes from local savings, state and federal grants and loans. The last piece of funding fell into place at the same time the Assembly approved the construction contract. Borough officials say they plan to cover the debt service for the loans through local water utility revenues and interest on the borough's permanent fund. But it shouldn't come at a vastly increased cost to users. The borough's finance department has proposed a 5.5% increase to water rates next year to keep up with inflation. Water rates in Wrangell jumped around 10% last year and 30% the year before, in large part to lay groundwork for paying for the huge water plant project. The plant's since-retired operator told KSTK in 2021 it should solve both the issues with flow and with disinfection byproducts. I mean, it's just been a ton of work. Borough manager Jeff Good congratulated borough staff on their work to secure funding and make the idea of a new water plant a reality. It's been a it's been a group effort to try to get to this point where we could actually uh, get this awarded and this uh, this gets us started on the replacement of the water treatment plant. So just a a huge thank you to all of them for the, the amount of work that's done into this to, to get it done. So, And then also the assembly as well for 
continuing to to push and uh, to get us over the get us over the hill. So, so I just want to say thanks. So the long dreamt of new water plant will finally be a reality for Wrangell. Capital Facilities Director Ambrel Haddad told Assembly members that construction could begin as soon as next month. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. The state is suing a group of homeowners over easements near Campbell Lake in South Anchorage, the latest move in a long-running clash between public access and private property. The State Department of Natural Resources lawsuit was filed in state court on Monday. It answers a federal suit two of the homeowners filed against DNR Commissioner John Boyle. The homeowners say in their April lawsuit that easements allowing public access to the lake have led people to trespass and litter on their property. They also claim that federal law governs the lake, which was created when Campbell Creek was dammed in 1950s. The Department of Law's Dana Burke, who is arguing the state's case, disagrees. state contends that it is a public lake uh, by virtue of the fact that Campbell Creek, uh, which underlies Campbell Lake, is uh, and always was a uh, water of the state and prior to statehood a public water. The state says it filed the lawsuit to protect Alaskans' rights to access public waters, and it hopes it will resolve the long-running dispute over lake access. It's asking a judge to, to declare that Campbell Lake is public and to confirm the existence of public access to it. Burke says the state ultimately hopes to establish a balance between public users' right to visit the lake and the homeowners' right to public to private property rights against trespassers. The the important thing for us is to establish public access and public use in a manner that respects riparian rights, meaning upland owner rights, and creates a, a peaceful rather than a contentious situation there on the lake. Attorneys for the homeowners in the federal suit couldn't immediately be reached for comment. Many Alaskans have faced long waits for food over the last year as the State Division of Public Assistance worked through a lengthy backlog in SNAP, or food stamp, applications. The current backlog is about 7,000 applications, according to Deb Etheridge, the division director. During a discussion on Talk of Alaska, Etheridge said the division is also taking steps to streamline the application process. We're working right now to develop an online SNAP application, which includes an individual's portal so people can just upload their information and apply online. State Representative Genevieve Mina also had a proposal to streamline the process. During the discussion, she highlighted recent legislation she introduced, which aims to simplify SNAP applications, making more, make more people eligible and reduce work the Division of Public Assistance. It allows a state to increase the income limit for the eligibility for SNAP from 130% poverty level to 200% poverty level. Additionally, it allows states to remove the asset test. The asset test is part of the SNAP process where they look at your savings. Mina said the bill would allow people who need assistance to be able to start saving while still getting SNAP benefits. That would avoid what is sometimes called the benefits cliff, when a small increase in earnings or savings makes someone suddenly ineligible for benefits. The backlog has also highlighted the need for more local food production, according to Andrew Jensen. He's a policy advisor for food and energy security for Governor Mike Dunleavy. During the discussion, Jensen noted that as a policy goal for the coming year. In the upcoming legislative session, you are going to see a package of policy proposals put forward 
that are designed to incentivize and, and really de-risk the production of food in Alaska. Despite progress, Etheridge says it's still difficult to estimate exactly when the current backload of SNAP benefits will be addressed. Alaska U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan launched a dramatic political maneuver against a fellow Republican on the Senate floor on Wednesday. Sullivan led a handful of other Republicans in an attempt to break Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville's hold on hundreds of military promotions that require Senate confirmation. Alaska Public Media Washington correspondent Liz Ruskin reports. Since February, Tuberville has single-handedly blocked 376 promotions. Tuberville says he's trying to force a change in a new Department of Defense policy. The Pentagon is now paying for travel and extra time off for service members and their dependents to get to get, to get abortions. Congress never voted for this. Sullivan says he's against abortion too, but he decided he's done trying to reason with Tuberville and took the dispute to the Senate floor. We literally have American troops under attack in the Middle East. As a member of the Armed Services Committee, as a U.S. Marine Corps colonel, I know, we all know here in the Senate, America needs to have our best players, most combat-capable leaders on the field. And right now, that's not happening. Sullivan and other Republican colleagues who served in the military spoke of decorated generals and colonels who can't step up to their command positions. They brought them up one by one and asked for unanimous consent that the Senate approve them. And Tuberville's response was the same each time. Is there objection? Madam President. The senator from Alabama. I object. And so it went, for hours into the night. It was a very public airing of a fight that's been brewing behind the scenes, and it breaks with the traditions of the Senate. But on its own, the drama in the Senate chamber doesn't change anything. Tuberville's holds remain in place. It may, though, build support in the Senate to lift the rules and approve a list of military promotions without unanimous consent. Reporting from the U.S. Capitol, I'm Liz Ruskin. For KFSK, I'm Hannah Floor.